Podcasting. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon, live from the DraftKings Sportsbook and Wild Rose Studio. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Hi, welcome back in the 11 o'clock hour. Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, and now on 106.3 FM. Uh, Mark Morehouse coming up. We'll talk Hawks in about 15 minutes or thereabouts. But right now, to start the hour, a little live estate conversation with our guy Dylan Montz from the Ames Tribune. We'll do some football, we'll do some basketball. As the Cyclones, it's part of the Big 12 SEC Challenge. Uh, Iowa State and Auburn, 11 o'clock ESPNU. Of course, you can hear the game down the hall here. Our coverage begins at 9 on 100.3 The Bus. Dylan, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on, Dylan Mons. How are you? Doing great, guys. How about you? Doing really well. You know, I saw uh, John Haycock's, uh, he tweeted the schedule. I guess it's, man, I don't know if they're going to make a poster out of this, but there was graphics put behind the schedule. Uh, One Culture, the 2020 football schedule. We knew what it was going to be. We'd seen it, but when it comes out like this, just I don't know for whatever reason, it seems to be now it's official. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's kind of uh, something to help everybody get through the lull uh, of January a little bit. Uh, they're going through winter workouts right now. Uh, spring football will start uh, probably toward the end of next month, so it's just kind of a little bit of a teaser to kind of get everybody um, through these these times when football games and. And practices are few and far between, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's just kind of hyping up next year. Speaking of television, next year we saw the at least initial uh, kind of step into ESPN Plus. Oh, I forgot about was that. it Kansas? What was it? Kansas State, Oklahoma State was a game there that we were both a couple. Ex- yeah, yes. we were really excited about that game. I remember going into the week, and it was ESPN Plus. Neither of us had it at the time, though. That has changed uh, with basketball. Do you know what that is going to look like? Is it going to be one game, the so possibility of multiple games that won't be on broadcast television, but instead will be on the ESPN Plus pa- platform? Yeah, so in the past, Iowa State has controlled its own third-tier rights, and mm-hmm. they've put uh, one game on there. It's, it's typically been the FCS game. Yep. Um, last year they sold that to FS1 through the Big 12, uh, so they didn't have any games on Cyclones TV last year. But now that the Big 12 owns all those third-tier rights, except for Texas and Oklahoma, I believe, it, it, you'll probably see that South Dakota game on, what is it, September 5th. Uh, you'll probably mm-hmm. see a game like that on it. You could see the UNLV game potentially on it, but they usually kind of keep um, uh, it, it to the non-conference games. But Again, like you mentioned, the Kansas State-Oklahoma State game this past year, as they're kind of building that network and, and trying to increase increase subscribers and, and things of that nature, you might see uh, one or two Big 12 games on there. So uh, I know people have been kind of um, uh, holding back a little bit or, or voicing their opinions on ESPN+, Plus, but um, it's, there's no stopping the train now. So right. people probably going to have to jump on here at some point. Indeed. Dylan Mons, Ames Tribune is our guest. Dylan, I know that uh, Coach Campbell has a policy of not allowing freshmen uh, in front of the media. We've seen that uh, since he's been here. I remember th- about this time last year, you guys had your first opportunity to talk to Brock Purdy. Uh, this this week, you had your first opportunity to talk to Brees Hall. I'm struck, Dylan, by, by hearing these guys for the first time. Uh, Purdy knocked it out of the park last year. I thought Brees Hall was incredibly well-spoken. I get on one hand why you want to 
you know, keep it under wraps, not to put too much in front of them on their plate. You have to deal with the playbook. You have to deal with your first year of being a college student and all the course load, et cetera, and the workload that comes with being on the football team that you maybe want to make it a little bit easier. But once the, uh, the spring semester starts, uh, they are then allowed to talk to the media. Brees Hall was terrific. Yeah, he, he was really good. And the thing that always strikes me when I think about Brees Hall or certainly talking to him um, the, after this past season was uh, how young he is. Uh, he was 17 when he walked on the campus last January, and his birthday isn't until May. So he'll only be 19 uh, coming up in May, which is just uh, unbelievable mm. to think of, of a kid kind of um, – you know, leaving home early and kind of taking that path and then kind of having the rise that he did. But I thought he was really thoughtful. Um, you know, he, he had perspective that maybe some kids uh, don't have sometimes about um, what uh, wasn't necessarily going his way early in the year, what he did to change. And uh, he mentioned getting in the film room. Um, he mentioned David Montgomery sending him clips of footwork and, and how he can improve himself and, and talking to Coach Campbell um, you know, almost on a daily basis, talking to Tom Manning almost on a daily basis, and then uh, being able to see the fruits of his labor uh, as the season went along and, and now kind of have um, that base underneath him as he goes into the spring and, and trying to build on himself. So uh, really, really fascinating to hear a guy that we've talked about so much and saw uh, grow uh, so rapidly kind of um, speak for himself now. Uh, that's that's the most uh, interesting part and fun part because you hear so many stories about a kid or, or what he's doing and, and how he's improving and, and now uh, you kind of put uh, a new voice to all of it. So instead of playing the video games, he was there actually in the film room going through that and, you know, as I was reading his quote, it just struck me as very odd. You know, we... I have a couple young kids, and we talk about screen time a lot and, and how much time they spend in front of an iPad, in front of the television, those types of things. For people that have grown up in this environment, young men that are 18 years old, like Brees Hall, I mean, this is this has been their life for such a long time, and, and breaking away and breaking away from the shackles of being on their phone all the time and those types of things and playing video games, it, it's got to be a, maybe a, a different kind of transition than guys just went through five, six, seven years ago. Yeah, and... It, the way I took his video game stuff and, and uh, how we kind of went and jumped back into the film room was that was his way of unwinding. Uh, mm-hmm. He talked about um, you know schoolwork really being a, a big part of it and how he learned the balance of football in and, and school and, and you know the, the kind of prodding along from Matt Campbell and, and Tom Manning to get in the film room a little bit. But it, it is uh, coaches face a whole uh, different set of challenges than they did um, you know even. Uh, five, six years ago. The, the dynamics are just so different. Uh, the time commitments uh, can be really different, too. There's a lot more distractions out there. Um, and, and trying to set up the proper routines for players and, and getting them into good habits is always um, kind of the, the, the big hurdle. So it sounds like um, you know that's what any freshman is going to go through because it's such a big transition not only to go to college in general for any kid, but then to, to have the responsibilities of of being a Division One football player, there's just so much extra stuff on you. So, um, you know, it's a learning process, but it sounds like really right around that West Virginia game when he was able to have his breakout game is, is when obviously things started to click and um, he kind of found it uh, the rest of the year. Uh, anything going on otherwise in the football program? We know is uh, Campbell's coaching staff is now complete, right? Uh, I, I believe everything has been filled there. I think you guys at some point will get an opportunity to do 
Uh, Coach Campbell usually runs through the local media car wash, if you want to call it that, with one-on-ones. Uh, what's uh, Anything else going on in the football program, Dylan? Uh, yeah, so uh, signing day, I guess, would be the next big thing coming up, and that's on February 5th, I believe. I'm still kind of holding out to see uh, if Iowa State is going to be able to pick up any extra guys in its 2020 class. Um, but really, it's just kind of, um, you know, like you said, kind of finalizing the staff. Nick McCall came on. Um, was at Northwestern for 12 seasons as the offensive coordinator. Um, Dave Andrews, the strength coach, um, that was another big part of, of kind of the uh, restructuring this this off season. And he's hiring his staff now. Trevor Ryan uh, is part of that, and obviously was um, you know instrumental in that 2017 season as a wide receiver. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's it's really kind of just finalizing those little moves and getting everything in place because um, there were some significant changes in the off season. So getting these guys kind of all aligned and, um, you know, on the road recruiting and, and things like that is is a big deal. So, um, yeah, the February 5th is kind of the next big milestone. And then from there, um, you know, you're only a couple weeks away from spring practice. Transfer market always big at this time of year. That's going to be something talked about a lot. I found it interesting. Iowa picked up Coy Cronk from Indiana. There were people out there that believed, though, he was destined for Ames, that he was going to be a cyclone. Got to assume, though, they're going to be keeping their eye on, especially that offensive line when they're looking at the transfer portal. Yeah, I know Coy Cronk was a, kind of a, a big target this year, and I know fans um, were, were really eyeing him, and it's a nice gift for Iowa, certainly. A guy, you always, um, you can't overvalue experience on the offensive line. So I think, um, you know, that's obviously another big part of, of what they're attacking on the recruiting trail, seeing what names come up. Um, and it is so competitive, so that's kind of, um, you know, the, maybe the biggest challenge in, in this new recruiting cycle is being able to, to get those guys locked in and, and ready to go. But, uh, yeah, it, other than that, it's just kind of filling in the, the fringes a little bit of the class. But um, certainly with the new uh, signing period in December, um, it just makes the, the you know, the later period, I guess, the January, early February part, uh, a lot more competitive because other programs, bigger programs, can kind of come in and, and cherry pick if they want. But, um, you know, cer- certainly an interesting time in the calendar. No doubt about it. Dylan, a couple on basketball. We'll let you go. We appreciate you coming on. Dylan Mont's Ames Tribune uh, is our guest. Uh, nice win for Iowa State earlier in the week, uh, knocking off uh, Oklahoma State. Uh, Solomon Young had a career day. Great to see. Need to see more of it uh, if this if this team is going to rise in the standings in the in the uh, Big 12, maybe get as high as, who knows, maybe 5-6. Uh, now, to me, it's about, you know, avoiding the play-in game, uh, the opening night in Kansas City, not playing, but opening night in Kansas City. Um, now here comes Auburn, a senior-laden team. They start four seniors, and then one freshman is a good basketball team who had a bad week but a couple of weeks ago but seems to be back on track. Tough spot taking on the Tigers of Auburn tomorrow. Especially because of some of the things they do. You know, Prome, uh, Steve Prome likened them a little bit to the West Virginia teams of past years where they pressure you uh, full court and, and really try to force you into some quick quick decisions, um, you know, mistakes. Um, so Iowa State's going to need really good guard play. And you mentioned Solomon Young, and obviously the front court is going to be a big part of, of helping out the guards. But Tyrese Halliburton and Roger Bolton, um, uh, we, we talked to those two yesterday. Um, those are the two guys that are going to have to kind of carry um, carry the workload a little bit and, and make those decisions, um, you know, that can, can free up Iowa State for some good looks. Uh, you know, Tyrese Halliburton, uh, looked good again against Oklahoma State. Uh, Roger Bolton um, is, is maybe uh, starting to come into his own a, a little bit. Uh, he's played well in the two 
home conference wins they've had struggled a little bit on the road at times but um he is their leading scorer uh in big 12 play at like almost 15 points a game so uh they're going to need more of him uh kind of continuing to solidify his role and and growing it if, if they're going to try to go and at least be competitive on the road here you like this Big 12 SEC challenge? I think we talk about it during the summer when we find out the schedule and when it's released. But here in the middle of conference play, it breaks things up at, the, at least a, a little bit here. But do you like the part of the calendar that it sits in? I kind of do. Uh, it's it's a little bit different because sometimes you can get bogged down a little bit in, in conference play and um, switching gears a little bit in late January. I know it's probably hard on coaches and players, but uh, seeing these more unique, unique matchups at a different point in the year than you know the the middle of November, late November type games, or even the middle of December type games, it, it provides another opportunity to just watch um, different styles of basketball. So I kind of like it. Um, I know probably um, other people think it's it's a little bit of a distraction, or um, you know they've kind of moved on from the non-conference. But I think it's a unique opportunity given. Um, the time of year it occurs and in, in, in some of the, the teams that you can see matched up like the Kansases and Kentuckys in the past. Yeah, they're very excited in uh, Lubbock. Kentucky's paying a visit there. The students apparently uh, camping outside as that. of last night, which is crazy. <laughs> hey, Dylan, great to catch up with you. We'll do it again next week. We'll put you on the spot as we will with all of our football voices to join us throughout football season with your Super Bowl pick. We'll save that for next week. Have a great week, Dylan Mons. Thank you. Yep, thank you guys. Take care. Good to talk to you. Dillamont, Ames Tribune, as uh, we talk Iowa State. All right, from the clones to the Hawks, Mark Morehouse is coming up. But right now, it's time to pay your bills with iHeartRadio and 1460 KXNO. Uh, text the keyword JOCK to 200-200 to win $1,000. That's JOCK to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Back with Mark Morehouse, Miller and Condon till noon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO with you here until noon. Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette momentarily. Trent, just real quick. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the uh, with all the Eli Manning stuff, the press conference, he's retiring today, etc. I don't want to debate whether he's in the Hall of Fame or not. I do want to bring this up, remind you maybe. And Mark, Mark, good to talk to you. Um, do you guys recall the press conference, Eli, I don't know how many years ago it was, they'd lost... I'm not even sure who they were beaten by, but he showed up at the press conference and there was no press in the room and he kind of hung out and one kid walked into the room with a backpack and took a seat and Eli immediately went to the podium and started talking. No. To the, oh, it was unbelievable. Mark, do you remember that? I don't, but that sounds, uh, <laughs> sounds very plausible for Eli and, uh, you know what? Uh, I'll bet he was really cool. And the kid he got was. The interview of a lifetime. He really did. He was the only one in the room. I mean, following an NFL game, you know, followed uh, the uh, players come out and they do their thing, and there was nobody there to, to talk to the quarterback tell you what, of the Giants. Tell you what, Kirk, Ferentz, Kirk Ferentz would be a lot more fun if it was just me. Well, I bet he would. Yeah, yeah. I bet he would. <laughs> and maybe that'll happen hey, one time. Never- that's never going to happen. But so, maybe uh, in an individual <laughs> setting, because he does those one-on-ones during the off season, does yeah, he not? Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, um, 
yeah, we'll see about those. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I think any time a coach or a player who's done so many of those, I mean, they just fall in line for you and you forget them the minute they're over. A lot mm-hmm. of times, um, probably that one stands out for Eli. I mean, yeah. and you know, the kid will never forget it. <laughs> and I think those guys, when they can have those genuine moments, players, coaches, anybody like that. Um, they take advantage. I think with Jimmy Johnson going to the Hall of Fame, I read a story about him. Uh, some local TV person wanted to do an interview. I think they were in Mobile for the uh, 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 Senior Bowl. The, I saw and, the piece, and he said, and he did. Uh, yeah. yeah, he did a one on one with a local guy who was not into football, and uh, you know, guys, you know, they'll, they'll they'll help you out like that sometimes. Players and the coaches, you know, when they get away from getting paid and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Really cool, genuine people. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette, on Iowa Podcast. Scott Dockerman and Mark, uh, it's up now. It's lengthy, apparently. But where I want to start with you, Mark, after promoting that for you, is uh, um, the Gary Barda news. On the surface, I'm not sure that you know if it if it resonated across the state. I think it's pretty cool. I enjoy the television show on Tuesday nights in November. Um, you know, we get that it only is going to matter the very last one, but still, I like the back and forth. The, the Reese Davis and you know some of the guys on the set and now it'll be with Gary Barta quite a feather in his cap agree and you know what that is the sneaky big news it's kind of uh, I, I remember that coming through my email I think I was in the middle of running down Quay Cronk and I just kind of filed it and I went to get back to it I did talk to Barta last summer about being on the committee and how he kind of looks at it as you know, this is a, this is a good way for you know. I, I have this time and I have this expertise. I'm going to put it to use, and it makes a lot of sense. Um, it's hard as a the Iowa football beat writer. It's it's hard to report about Barta because you know it's going to come. You know that it's going to be come with commentary. And a lot of it just not even on the topic, not even anywhere, in, not even the same stadium with the topic. But you know, it's just one of those things that you deal with. You know, with Iowa. And uh, no, Ken, I think that's a that's a big story, and uh, people should get to know Gary Barter because you'll be seeing him a lot next fall. So you mentioned you were chasing the Koi Kronk story as he's going to be a grad transfer at the University of Iowa in offensive lineman. You know, it's funny we were just talking with Dylan Montz and the angle there. Cyclone, I think their staff thought very good that they were going to have him and help solidify their line after losing four starters off of this year's team. Instead, he goes in there. How does he fit? Big dude, 325. Is he an inside guy? Is he right tackle opposite of Eric Jackson? Where does Koi Kronk fit, fit along with the injury, too? Good question. Um, the injury, let's start with that. Uh, broken ankle, but also dislocated ankle. So um sounded like he was on track. I imagine he should be ready by fall, but you never know. Um, so I, I assume I, I, right now I'll assume health will be there. I mean, this is a calculated risk, and I'm sure all the math has been done, all the all the health math has been done. So I'm going to guess he's going to be able to help. Beyond that, I think he or Kallenberg is your right tackle, and the guy who isn't is your probably your uh, left guard. And that, that, that I think this is a body that will start for the uh, for the Hawkeyes. I think Mark Kallenberg is a body that will start for the Hawkeyes. Um, this makes him better. Uh, Boy, we we heard uh, a couple times last fall, Kirk, talk about um, having a letter Jackson and Tristan Wirfs there, two 320-pound-plus guys. Um, he seemed to like that size on the outside. Um, he called the NFL size and, you know, did make a note that, oh, they don't, you know, Iowa doesn't have that very often. So I think they're going for that again, and if they get that, then, uh, um, you know, uh, 
Spencer Pizza is probably smiling right now. Yeah. Uh, Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette, uh, is our guest. Mark, before I forget to ask you this, but we've, we've seen the guys that have left for the NFL uh, that have uh, declared that they're going to put their name in the draft and leave, leave eligibility. And we've seen a lot of guys uh, in the past that have uh, played, and we've got two Hawkeyes uh, on one team in the Super Bowl, and Kittle and is Kittle a Lone Ranger for the Niners? Am I missing somebody? But anyways, there's a, the, the Super Bowl will be Rob, well Ross Oh, Ross Reynolds, thank Rob, you. He's on the practice squad, yeah. Rob, so is there somebody that you covered, that you watched play four years at Iowa, that you thought was a can't-miss NFL player that missed? I mean, for me, it was I thought Ricky Stanzi would play in the league. I, I know he made teams. He just never had that opportunity to play. Is, is there one guy, Mark, that, boy, this guy's going to have a nice NFL career and then for whatever reason didn't? I thought Marvin McNutt would. Mm. I really did. I mean, you got a guy there who was, Six one to six two to six three somewhere in that range, decent decent enough speed, knew how to separate, knew how to use his hands. Um, the thing about the NFL, and Mike I had a great conversation with Mike Humble once. Mike was drafted by Iowa linebacker, went through a lot of injuries, got his chance in senior year, was healthy finally, and was great all Big Ten. And then he got, I think he was drafted sixth round by the Steelers. Anyway, talking to him, he said fastest people in the world and you know it real, you know it within two seconds yeah and uh you know whether or not you belong out there so uh there there are lessons like that and then marvin that one got me djk got gets yeah. me um the skill position guys i usually run to the skill position guys but um you know there's already talk of me i think iowa fans might get a little might, might notice i don't know how how they would uh they would get angry about something like this but you know, gallery moves from tack, tackle to guard in the NFL, sheriff tackle to guard. There's already talk about Werfs going from tackle to guard. I think Iowa fans don't like that, <laughs> but but that's not a failure. It's a whole different thing. That's a, that's you know, I think gal, gallery and uh, sheriff have you know Pro Bowl careers. Um, yeah, I think Marvin. I mean, I think the skill guys. Why? What? You know, Sean Green's the last running back who's done anything now in the NFL for the Hawkeyes, and that's been a while. It's nuts, you know, and you go through some of these players and the guys. How about the other side of it? Guys that have carved out, carved out a career that you didn't anticipate could do anything quite Sean like that. Sean Considine for me. There's a good one. Yeah, Sean. Um, I thought he would, though. Did you? <laughs> I mean, he was a great. Mm-hmm. He was a great player. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a, he was a, the best special teams player Ferris has had, and then he was a pretty good safety. And yeah. he had, you know, Ferris when, when he when he first made the lineup. It was, there was a question on whether or not he was fast enough to play corner or play safety. I mean, he was that he had that those kind of measurables. So um, I knew he would be a good player. Pete McMahon, he didn't have a big NFL career, but he he was a walk on an Iowa. He started from nowhere and he ended up spending a few years in the league. Um, you know, a lot of those guys will come from the line. Uh, I thought Adrian Claiborne the length of his career. I mean, uh, I imagine he has gray hairs in that beard now, and uh, uh, that that's pretty awesome. So. Guy, another guy who may be Brandon Myers, you know, a guy yeah. from uh, a PCM Monroe, uh, you know, uh, Central Iowa. Not a lot of huge accolades. I think it was Drake basketball or Iowa football, and he picks Iowa. And I, I think he's done now, but still kind of got a little bit of a career. Adam Geddes, mm-hmm. um, I think he, he he finally made it out, was out of the league this year, but he was six or seven years as a uh, offensive lineman in Iowa. I think he had one year as a starter. 
Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette, is our guest. Mark, I want to go back to earlier in the week. Uh, Ferentz kicked off the season. I guess that is the curtain going up on the 2020 season as uh, classes are back and the kids are back in the weight room. And uh, Our country has a punting crisis. <laughs> uh, that was a great, 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 uh, great quote. And, of course, they sold that now as Nick Phelps is the latest uh, to take that role. I think they found something there. It's an area that they know that uh, they can go and maybe pluck a grad transfer and bring them in. And it's it's worked so far, but that was a great line. Ference must have been in a pretty jovial mood when he met you guys. Well, uh, you know, the handout he had for for that particular for Monday was uh, where Iowa stood five years, uh, Iowa overall winning record five years stacked up among its Big Ten peers and Pac- and Big Twelve peers. So uh, I was number five on the list, uh, tied with Michigan, obviously upper crust to there, not too far away from Wisconsin. Um, yeah, so Kirk was probably in a good mood there. That was basically a measure against the region, um, a five-year measure. Now, the five-year measure before that wasn't so pretty, and mm-hmm. so you didn't get that handout. But now you this year you do. I think, you know, Ken, I, you know, I start to think about, you know, why we're doing things. And, uh, you know, I, I think maybe this, the pitch there or just, to, just that was a little reminder to people that, hey, um, there's been some winning here. Maybe not the biggest heights you want to get, but there's been some winning here. And maybe if you're greasing a slide for a particular coordinator that you share Uh-oh. a last name with, uh-huh. <laughs> maybe the, maybe you start to say, maybe you start to sell consistency. And maybe you start to sell, look at this five years, three of which were Brian at the offensive coordinator spot. So I, I think there's some little bit of gamesmanship in there. I'm not sure who you're projecting that to. There's one person who's going to make the decision. Um, but but maybe mm. just publicly and making that a little more palatable for people. I, I think maybe there was a little bit of poker playing going on there. Speaking of uh, coaches, Ken O'Keefe is back, though his contract was up after three years. It sounds like an extension is good there. We normally don't hear anything, though, until after signing day, the February signing day, about changes. How surprised would you be? I mean, John, the floor wouldn't be more surprised if your head was sewn to the carpet if somebody else leaves this staff and there is some kind of movement uh, out of the group. Um, it wouldn't surprise me because they had a, they've had they've won 19 games the last two years with this staff. So these guys, people are going to notice that, one. Um, two, I think the time has passed. I think... You know, I, I do usually give it till the end of February, after the end of that second uh, signing day. So I guess there is about a month left of where of just a tsunami coming out of nowhere. I don't see anybody leaving right now. If you look at you know the different situations and the staff, um, you got a guy like Jay Neiman who's uh, near the end of his career, um, has a good ride. His son's playing on the team. If you look mm-hmm. at Seth Wallace, um, went to Co. Wife is from here. From he's from Grinnell. Um, he just was named a co-defensive coordinator a couple of years ago. Um, why leave? You know, why, why, why take on a, a huge amount of pressure somewhere else? Uh, why uproot your entire family? So, so they're, I, I think they're fairly secure there. We were asked a question about what, where's Brian Ferentz news on, uh, in the coaching search. That's a great point. And I think maybe, you know, going back to what we talked about before, maybe that's a little bit of a sign. Because you know who Brian's agent is, mm-hmm. you know it's the same one as Kirk, and you know he's uh, 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 what I'm blanking his name now. Uh, Neil Cornrich is is an excellent agent. So and he, and all and his clients, yeah, the news gets out. So I think uh, uh, I think maybe that might be a little bit of a telltale sign. 
Will uh, you be pinch-hitting at all on the uh, Hawkeye Hoopsters beat, the season that they're having? Will you be uh, asked to cover, I don't know, for a loss? Or will you be doing any uh, hoops uh, during the uh, remainder of the Big Ten season? I, I, I don't think so. Uh, Mike's doing a great job, and uh, I'm happy to watch. <laughs> I had a great time watching that game from home on Tuesday night at 8 o'clock or whatever night it was. Uh, that was fantastic. I had a good time. Didn't have to leave my chair. Right. Um what, some things that are coming up, uh, the Combine will be coming up. Um, I am assuming Gino will get a shot there, so at least, probably at least three Hawkeyes. Um, that's always, to me, a big event. Yep. Uh, uh, to me, it's, it's kind of the kickoff for those guys. But beyond that, uh, spring's not that far away, and, I, and I'll start be starting the recruiting project here in about a couple weeks. And the draft's not too far away, and it's in Las Vegas, and there'll be two Hawks going the first round. Again. Probably maybe the first ten. Mm-hmm. I've I've seen six and seven at the athletic. I've seen, where did I say the most recent one? I think Kuiper's got uh, Epinesa lasting to sixteen, but uh, but yeah, certainly early, yeah. certainly before twenty. Yeah, I could see uh, Scott made a point in our podcast. You know, the Patriots love Hawkeye people. Um, Matt Patricia, the Lions coach, they need something. They need an ass kicker. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't write write off uh, Epinesa for them to, I mean, at I think three. That'd be a smart draft mm-hmm. at three. They love Okuda, I think, and he's so good, as you know, at Ohio State. And he's, but he's a defensive back. You're I know. Titles. You're going to win a title with a guy who, who sprains the other quarterback's arm and forces uh, a strip, strip sack. So that's my guy. I don't know. The other guy who had an interception, I don't want the pass to be in the air. <laughs> that's a pretty good point there. Mark Morehouse from the Cedar Rapids Gazette. So you heading to Vegas for the NFL draft? You get ran that one up the pole to the bosses yet? Not, not yet. Uh, still working on the combine. Uh, but beyond that, I think you could probably make a pretty good argument for mm-hmm. Iowa people to be out of the draft this year. But I'm, I would guess this. Uh, I would think. I think worse might go. Um, it, it's a huge event, and uh, you know the world is opening up for those folks, and I think Indeed. that they would really enjoy it. Um, Epinesas, I can see them staying in uh, in Edwardsville. Um, God, he's been down there once, and he told me about a, a, a Samoan Knuckleburger or something. <laughs> so there's a there is a, a restaurant that they've uh, they've made a sandwich for Epi's family, and they named it after him. Uh, I think it's a Samoan Knuckleburger. Anyway, it sounds like uh, it sounds like a potential massive heart attack, but I could see mm-hmm. Epinesan family because there are a million those those guys are just so they're too, so together, and I could see him staying at home with fam and. Uh, Living it up. I hear they had a hell of a tailgate out in San Diego. Apparently, he oh, cooked I for bet. him. He cooked for him. So, anyways, Mark, uh, great. That sounds excellent. Yeah, indeed, it does. Go ahead, Trent. Last thing for you, Mark, uh, your new t shirt that uh, the. She's pe- Dickery? She's Dickery over the guys at Ray Gun. She's Dickery. Yeah, it, it, well, it originated with a tweet talking about what happened here in the corporate world <laughs> in our station, but. The uh, at the end of our show, yes the the outpouring that you have received, you're giving away T-shirts there, but you're also giving back yes. with us. Tell us a little bit, just just kind of how this all came to fruition and who you're helping with those T-shirts. People can find at Raygun. Um, yeah, uh, I'm hoping that the the ones that are bought from Raygun, we can donate you know, at least whatever portion of the money we can to Camp Courageous, an organization that I found you know through my days covering the Hawkeyes. Uh, Ricky Stanzi, uh, I remember having videos with him and the and the Camp Courageous people. Um, I think adult care and, and kids care is, is is a really important thing, and I would love to see us do 
Well, a little bit. You know, I'm not. You know, I don't have any goals, and I'm not going to measure anything here. But uh, I just want everybody to, you know, have a Chiefs victory T-shirt and uh, <laughs> gave a little money to Camp Courageous. And also, if you wear one in the CU Brewing in Cedar Rapids, I'm going to give them a little money, and uh, I want them to uh, uh, donate to Willis Dady. It's a, a homeless uh, uh, service center in downtown Cedar Rapids, and I think you guys, you guys are around Des Moines enough. I, our homeless problem's not going away, and I would love to be able to, you know, just you know, edge things along a little bit there. Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette. Mark, thank you. Appreciate it as always. Good to talk to you. Hey, thank you guys. Yeah, thank you guys. Thanks for having me on. Yep, Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette. As we talk Hawks, well, we did the clones, we did the Hawks. What's left? The barbecue. Oh yes, we're gonna do it. Basketball, college basketball, hoops heavy. We got. Mm-hmm. Big four basketball, not including the Hawkeyes as they play Monday, but we got Drake Loyola. Pretty mm-hmm. good one. First four callers, by the way, two eight four five nine six six will play for Claxons. You and I, Loyola, is what I mean. Up in Cedar Falls, Drake Most State this weekend. Iowa State, Auburn, and our fourth game, Kentucky, Texas Tech. I'm looking forward to seeing that one. Tiebreaker will be the pro I gotta get the pro. Yeah, bowl you in. can have your Pro Bowl for the tiebreaker. Two eight four five nine six six. Dialed up, you'll make your picks. The winner walks away with $35 to Claxon, 25 to second place. Four callers right now, 284-5966. We will come back and do that as we take you up until noon. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 Hugs. Welcome back, Miller and Con to Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Final segment of the program. The uh, KXNO Talkers will be at El Bait Shop tonight, inviting everybody down. Uh, have a beer, mingle a little bit, kind of a meet and greet uh, tonight at uh, El Bait Shop. I think it starts at 4, but you get there at 5, you get there at 6, get there at 7. Um, most of the team will be down there uh, at El Bait Shop tonight. Claxon Smokehouse and Grill in Altoona, 3131 8th Street Southwest. KlaxonBBQ.com. KlaxonBBQ.com will give you four games. You give us four answers. If you get the most right, we'll give you a $35 gift certificate. The runner-up gets 25 We'll do Jim, Jamie, Chris, and Jake in that order. Jim leads off. Jim, how are you? I'm good. How's it going, guys? Good. Uh, Auburn is an eight-and-a-half-point favorite over Iowa State. Auburn. Texas Tech is a a two-and-a-half-point favorite over Kentucky in Lubbock. Um, I'm going to say Kentucky. Okay. UNI is hosting Loyola. UNI is a a five-and-a-half-point favorite. UNI. Drake is hosting Mo State. They're also a five and a half point favorite. I'll say Drake. Here's the tiebreaker, Jim. Closest without going over total points in this year's Pro Bowl. What's the line? Do you have any idea? You know, what is the total? I was going to ask the exact same thing, Jim. Uh, it's got to be. You're the only person 50... with the sickness that cares about this thing. Yeah. Do, do you know, Trent? Are you getting it? Uh, I'll fight it here. Uh, Pro Bowl Sorry. fifty and a half. Fifty and a half. You're up. Fifty and a half. I've got fifty-one. I'll say, I'll say fifty-eight. Fifty-eight. Thank you, Jim. Have a good weekend. Yep. You. Uh, thank you. Jamie is next. Hi, Jamie. Hey, guys, how are you? Good, thank you. Auburn is an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. They host Iowa State. Auburn. Texas Tech's at home, two-and-a-half over Kentucky. Texas Tech. You and I at the McLeod Center, five-and-a-half over Loyola. 
You and I. Drake is at home, five and a half over Missouri State. Missouri State. Uh, Missouri State, all right, Pro Bowl, total points closest without going over, Jamie. 62. 62. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, Chris is up next. Hey, Chris, what's going on? Oh, not much. How are you doing? Doing fine, thank you. Auburn's a uh, eight-and-a-half-point favorite over the Clones. Let's do Auburn. Texas Tech, two-and-a-half over Kentucky. Kentucky. U and I, five-and-a-half over Loyola. You uh, and I. Drake, five and a half over Missouri State. Drake. Total points in the Pro Bowl, closest without going over. Let's do 68. 68. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. And then uh, Jake wraps it up. Next week we'll do props. We'll do the line, total. Oh, we'll have a whole bunch of fun with the Super Bowl. Hi, Jake. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good, thank you. Auburn's an eight and a half point favorite over Iowa State. Uh, we'll go Auburn. Texas Tech, two and a half to Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky. U and I, five and a half to Loyola. U and I. Drake, five and a half to Mo State. We'll keep it Drake. All right. Uh, total points in the Pro Bowl, closest without going over. We'll just go right at that money line, 51. 51. Thank you, Jake. Appreciate it. Have a good weekend. Thank you. You do the same. Two consensus picks this week. Really? So the tiebreaker may or may not come into play. Auburn, everybody took and laid the eight and a half. Uh-huh, no clone love. Everyone took you and I. That one, I know it's in the McLeod Center. Mm-hmm. Coming Loyola's, off a loss. Loyola's pretty good. Yeah, I would say, I mean, I would say, you and I coming off a loss. Should bounce back. I think I, it's going to be right. I, well, I think it's a real good number. I do, too. I don't. I think it's a really good number. I, I do wonder what that actual, because, again, we use projected point spreads from Ken Palm, what the Auburn Iowa State line is going to come out with today? I think it's got to be closer. It's got to be a tick higher, though. I think you think nine and a half. Probably that's where I would guess. We'll see that opening number. We'll find that out this afternoon. Speaking of sports wagering, uh, tomorrow morning, by the way, Sean Roberts, Emery Songer will do their show at Prairie Meadows. They'll be on from eight till eleven tomorrow, oh, so okay. they'll be upstairs, uh, just outside the sports book on the fourth floor at Prairie Meadows, and tomorrow. Uh, if you're a football fan, if you're an autograph fan, Leroy Butler won a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. uh, Super Bowl 31. Um, Patriots, Packers, New Orleans, I was there. Priest Holmes will be there. Sweet. Former Kansas City Chief. Terrific, uh, terrific career. And uh, Dan Hampton, former Bear. Oh. So Hampton, Holmes, Butler, they're there from two to four signing autographs again up on the fourth floor, but the Saturday morning pregame show will emanate from there tomorrow morning, 8 to 11. That is pretty awesome, and this is the time you can go get your prop sheets now. They're available. They yeah. are available. You can bet now. You can bet on them. Yep. You can go out there, get your sheets. Ken, I know you're very much like me. You like to have that paper. Because Love I it. was. I started to go through the app last night, uh-huh. and it was too overwhelming. It was too overwhelming just on my phone with all, I, I want to get out there. I got to get the paper. So I got a perfect opportunity to do that right yeah. now. This I love weekend. going to the racks in a sports book and picking yes, them all out. Every Futures. Doesn't matter. Tennis. Nah, I'll grab those. Care. You're going to grab them anyways, <laughs> yep. right? Auto racing. Yeah. Who's it? Who's a favorite for the Indy 500? You'll probably leave them on wherever you put them down yes. at your little desk or wherever the, the space that you stake you out. You get in the, the golf book. pencil. You do the golf pencil. I, I'm looking forward to, to Monday night just I'm so doing jealous. that. Yeah, I'm so jealous that you're going to be out there. And then fly home on Tuesday. That's a quick trip. Fly out Sunday, fly home Tuesday. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's, uh, it is. In so Southwest. that's your weekend. That's in my, now, what time is the Pro Bowl? Well, I see when I'm in the air, I wonder. Mm. No, I don't think so. Probably because I Two leave. o'clock. Two o'clock. Well, then I will. 
Because Southwest has free TV. ESPN ABC for that one. Yeah. So that's your weekend. You're set. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, tomorrow will start with Auburn yeah. uh, and Iowa State at 11. Tonight we got the Big Ten uh, tilt, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Purdue hosting Wisconsin at 6, FS1. Then a little live PD. <laughs> live PD, okay. And that's about it. I know a lot of hockey going on this weekend. It's All-Star Weekend and I couldn't care less. Well, locally, the oh, Wilder home. They, you know, they play the Jets farm team they tonight. They do. I was tempted See, this is perfect. Stop down, have a beer at El Bait, and then go to the game. Go to the well. Come on, let's get you out of the I'm house. I'm definitely maybe going to do that. Come on. I'm definitely maybe going to do that. We still have yet to drink a beer together. We've known each other for half a decade, but we still haven't even had a cold one together. Well, there's whispers that we may be going to the Derby. Yeah. You can show me all the ins and outs I of that place. I can't wait to do that. Buccaneers at home this weekend, too. Are they home good? Uh, yep. I haven't, been, I haven't been there yet this year. Got to make that happen. I haven't been there night. under the Nate Toit regime yet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You'd probably get the hookup. I, well, I hope so. Yes. I'd hope you would, too. You might, you might be dropping the uh, ceremonial opening <laughs> Riding on the Zamboni between periods. <laughs> that would be excellent to see. I would, yeah. I would pay double to see that. I, I don't hold your breath. All right. Uh, Murph and Eddie coming up today at 2. Then the Fanatics slide on in here. What are you doing on Monday? Are you going to get a guest host? Yeah. I haven't made the decision yet. We'll, okay. we'll be clinking some glasses together at El Bait. Maybe we'll... Uh, what time are you going down? I think there's going to be... a I mean, the weather is, is a past. Maybe not. I think there's, there's going to be a lot of people go down. I'm going to be there before four. Uh, my last it doesn't even start till four. Well, my last meeting is at two forty-five. Hopefully, done by three thirty. There by three forty-five, and my wife gets off work that time. We can enjoy a cocktail together nice. before the craziness begins. I'll see you Wednesday, Murph and Andy. You'll hear them at two, and then the fanatics at four. Saturday morning pregame for Prairie Meadows tomorrow morning at eight. Miller and Condon, fourteen sixty KXNO and one zero six three. FM.